Welcome to Seasoned with Salts, a fortnightly podcast from CBN Europe. We aim to challenge both our presenters and audience with thought-provoking questions about the social problems Christians face. You can join in the discussion at Let's Talk at CBNEurope.com. Sit back as you enjoy another conversation, always seasoned with salt. Welcome to Seasoned with Salt. I am Laura. And I'm Elisa. And we are going to be bringing you a fortnightly brand new podcast from CBN Europe. We're excited. It is so, so exciting. It is. It's been a journey, right? It has been a real journey (laughs) to this point. And here we are. Here we are, finally. I know. And we are kicking off. We're not we're not starting kind of subtly or gently. We are right in there with some challenging scripture. Setting the tone for the season ahead. Absolutely. Start as we mean to go on. So in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, it says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? I guess one of the things that we want to get from this particular episode, or the objective, if we say, is how can we as Christians choose truth? That's God's word over our own feelings and temptations. How can we live out the key scripture without diluting or compromising it? Because this is the thing. It's the dilution and the compromising that's always difficult. Uh, We must choose his love and not the love that any partner or any friend or any business acquaintance or anybody can give us. Um, we must pray into our situations as he will confirm what is right and what is his will. So easier said than done is what I will say. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Because at the end of the day, we're still human, aren't we? And even though as Christians, we know what scripture says, Mm -hmm. it can be hard to live that out if the feelings are there, say, yeah. towards somebody who isn't a Christian. How do you then separate, oh, but I feel really strongly for this person and they're really nice and all of that. How do you separate that out from, but wait a minute, they're not a Christian. So if we measure that up against this scripture, mm. God's clearly saying, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Mm. So we can't get around that, can we? Because scripture is scripture. And I think... The difficulty is how we live that out. And so, I yeah, I 100% agree. Um, scripture is scripture. Facts. But I guess coming from a different perspective is, uh, and, and I guess it's not just with this key scripture, it's with everything that we read in the Bible. Is like, how do we actually apply that in a world where today we're so used to compromising and dumbing down or diluting Um, scripture to fit in with our narrative with our life situation to try and make things feel a little bit more comfortable for the decisions that we might be making Um, and I think with this one I guess maybe two things one is the question what do we class or what does the bible class as a non-believer and what do we class as a non-believer because sometimes I think they can be two very different things and a bit muddled yeah massively like as a single uh christian i'm widowed um i mean we spoke about it before you know let's say i'm looking for a partner now uh, i am by the way but anyway that's for a different <laughs> podcast um, <laughs> um 
I am in church and, you know, I see this guy in church, hands out. I think, oh, my goodness, he's full of Jesus. Yes, I think he's the one. Um, and, you know, get to know him, have a conversation with him and talk about the fact that, yeah, I want to uh, obviously save myself to marriage for marriage. Um, and he says, actually, that's part of the Bible that he doesn't necessarily prescribe to. <laughs> it's the one area that he doesn't really think applies because, you know, it was an Old Testament type of situation. And we should maybe, you know, rethink that particular area again, diluting it and compromising it down to suit our own ends. Um, so that's. That's somebody that's a believer, that we would say is a believer is in church. And then you've got somebody that doesn't know Christ yet, but okay, have a conversation with that person, get to know that person. And he says, actually, I really admire the fact that you have that level of love for your for your God and for your faith and for yourself that you would want to wait. And yeah, I'm a, actually, yeah, I'm about that. So in those moments, <laughs> I guess the question is, what do we then class as the unbeliever in that moment? Because Bible says that actually an unbeliever is uh, somebody that is not a Christian. But in that moment of, okay, real world situation as maybe someone out there that's listening to this, that is thinking the same thing. Okay, how do we apply that scripture when the person that is in church that we're thinking, okay, is the right person versus someone that's outside of a faith is saying, actually, I do really support that that view. Um, as a single person, where am I leaning towards? Who should I lean towards? I think um, probably neither are <laughs> ideal situations. <laughs> I think with the first guy, you know, we can all say, yes, oh, I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, there's a really important scripture in the Bible that says we need to test the spirits. Yeah. And I do think, you know, we have to test that out, especially if you're considering dating someone. Yeah. And they're saying things that are like, I'm going to throw out that scripture and I'm not going to listen to this one. I think <laughs> alarm bells should be starting to ring at that point because what else is he going to reject? I think that would be a real warning sign. Um, but also I think, yeah, it's that testing of the spirit and it's kind of discerning where that guy is at because the other point is that we don't want to be yoked together with unbelievers, but we don't want to be unequally yoked either to a believer. It's getting that right. So if someone's really confused and we're really clear, like scripture says, like, you know, you don't have sex outside of marriage yeah. and we're really clear on that and they're basically saying that's not even important, then it's yeah. probably very likely they're not who God has for us anyway. Yeah. And yeah. we can pray for them, but they definitely need to go away and like get to know God on that issue <laughs> a bit more, you know, and we can yeah, pray that they'd, they'd have a revelation, you know, but not involving us yeah. because that isn't wise. Um, and I think for the person who isn't a Christian and is really respectful and all the rest of it, mm -hmm. that's great that he's respectful. It shows he's a decent guy. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. But he's still not a believer. When it comes to actually investing your life yeah. into somebody and actually mm -hmm. giving yourself to that person and becoming one, if they're not looking to God for help in the everyday decisions and life and everything from the morning to the evening, then how are you going to build a life with that person anyway if they don't love Jesus like you do? Like, it would be living such a weird existence with someone who just 
doesn't know what you know. Okay, let me throw a different curveball then in your direction. <laughs> Does the Grace Commission not tell us that we should go and make disciples? Totally. So, okay, met this guy and he, like you said, again, he's, he's a non-believer. Um, saying all the right things, takes his mum shopping, happy with the no sex before marriage. Is it not my responsibility then at that point in time to um, uh, introduce him to the gospel, lead by example, maybe show him um, what the Holy Spirit has the power of doing in someone's life? But it says go out and make disciples. So do we discard that person? Um, purely because they're a, they're a non-believer. And I again, let me just backtrack a second. I 100% agree with you. I think that just before anybody thinks that I'm, what type of Christian is she? I do agree with you. I think that neither are right Yeah. Um, uh, in this particular example. But at the same time, yeah, are we not supposed to then... Uh, work with someone. I think I think there needs to be a lot of wisdom here, doesn't there? And there needs to be ultimately surrendering that to God because yes, we're all called to go out and make disciples of all nations and everybody and we should never be like condemning people and like all judgy and stuff. Don't you feel like it, it kind of the scripture kind no, of No, I I don't think that. I think there's a difference between outright like being critical of someone or judging them you're this you're that or whatever but there's a huge difference between that and somebody who you want to marry and spend your life with Mm. and who you know god would want to probably work in both of your lives together for his glory and i think that's huge and i think for that you need discernment Mm. so if somebody comes into your path and they're not a christian and they could be the nicest person mm-hmm, on the planet. Mm-hmm. And this has actually happened in my past. I met somebody who was lovely. We got on. My feelings for him were so strong. And it was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. But he wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. And God had already <laughs> set me free previously when I got saved from a relationship with someone who wasn't a Christian. He had made it absolutely clear from scripture and from my own discernment Mm -hmm. which the Holy Spirit gave me once I was saved Mm -hmm. this is not God's will Mm -hmm. it doesn't line up with scripture and he's now giving me discernment that this is wrong and I felt exactly the same with this other guy nothing had changed these were different people Mm -hmm. they were both not Christians and the scripture still stands so my feelings were one thing but I had to learn to deal with those feelings give those to God and ultimately choose the truth. And I'm not saying that, you know, that was easy. It was not. And I fell and I, you know, would kind of find ways to go and bump into the guy randomly, you know. But God was definitely speaking to me. And seriously, I went to church the one morning, um, having arranged to see the guy afterwards. And the whole sermon was on forbidden fruit. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, okay, I think I know what you're saying. So seriously, seriously. But amazing the amazing thing was in the end he knew that I was a Christian Mm -hmm. and he actually in the end was like I really don't want to fight with God on this like God is way bigger than me and whatever feelings we might have here this isn't going to work is it so logic in his head was was there 
even though the feelings were too on bo- on both our parts but it was it was right that we walked away from that and yeah. i think feelings can definitely mislead you i mean that's generally in life you can have a feeling of something and it can maybe cause you to make the wrong decision if it isn't in line with scripture and it isn't in line with god's will and I knew that. I I was convicted inside. It wasn't really like I had to keep going away praying about this particular guy. He wasn't a Christian. That fitted scripture. Like, I don't need to keep asking God. He's already answered that. And I think the problem in today's world is that I think the biggest struggle for a Christian is that they might think, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to be on my own. Particularly for, for Christian girls, they desire love. They don't want to be alone. But they can almost try and fit God into their box of how they want it to be and then be like oh but I've met this guy oh lord you know show me that this guy is right like show me a rainbow in the sky and that'll prove that this is the right guy (laughs) and it's like but why is God going to do that when he's already answered in scripture like are we really going to be that naive and that in a way flippant of God's word that he needs to now give us an extra sign to prove himself and I, I just I get quite sad really that as Christians, and this is a general point, I think sometimes we have such a low regard for what God's word actually says. And yet if we obeyed it and just did it, we would save ourselves so much pain, so much heartache, so many scars. And I'm saying it to myself because it's like, why did it take me so long? (laughs) Even with discernment, even with God's word. But don't you think that it takes time and it takes tests and trials and all types of things to get to even get to a place of of having that level of discernment and I know with my now husband he was praying for a wife for three years Mm -hmm. before we ever met and the miracle even in that is that when he started praying that prayer I wasn't even saved and yet God knew that I was the answer to that prayer and God had to do all these miracles in my own life Mm -hmm. to get to the point where he we would walk into church one day and meet each other when God is in it it's like you get to know each other on the level that you're both Christians first of all you're brothers and sisters in Christ and that's how you connect and then everything else flows out of that and the, the difference that I saw in my own experience of that the depth of relationship and unity that you have when you're a Christian and you are married to a Christian is beyond anything I could ever even come to compare if you were yoked to a non-believer. And the thing is, I think that's beautiful. I've Mm. met your husband. You're a lovely couple. We've got great kids. It's wonderful. But I'm going to be real with you. How do we actually help Christians with this um, in a world where, yeah, like everything is about compromise? The real issue here is I would say that if we are growing as Christians and our desire is to know God first and foremost, then if we are focused on our relationship with him above anything else, um, and this is very much true in my own life, that I wasn't even thinking about meeting a spouse or anything. I was actually at a time in my life when I was focused on God, I was growing in my relationship with him. I wanted to spend time in scriptures, in prayer, going to church, connecting, growing. You know, I had such a hunger to want to know God more and a real love of his word and him speaking to me through his word. So that's why I've got a real respect for the truth being the truth, because it's like God said it, that settles it. Like there is no higher truth than what God has said and he says it to protect us and he says it because he loves us Mm. and 
And I think when we're focused on God, and that's what I would say to anybody who is in, you know, a situation where they're single, they're wanting to meet a godly person, but they're, yeah, they're aware of the temptations in the world. And aren't we all, you know, we've been there. I've been, I've been there, you know, I understand that. And it is hard when it involves your heart and your emotions. But you have, there has to come a point when you have to weigh up yourself do I want, do I desire what God wants for me over and above what I think is good for myself? Because we have free will Mm -hmm. and and everybody is completely entitled to Mm -hmm. make whatever decision they want to make and whatever decisions they have made is is whatever those are. And And just so we're clear, we're not saying here either that anybody that has made a decision that is outside of the scripture is wrong. No, 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 no. That's not our call to make. No. But I really love where you're taking this, which is that our relationship with God is the choice. Absolutely. That's the choice of love that we have to make. It has to be about him. Absolutely. All the time. And if, if we are in that place where we're connected to him, then I think it will be easier for us to discern what he's saying yeah, yeah. in all these other issues and all these other choices that we have to make because it is tough and it is hard and none of us want to be on our own if we have that desire in our heart. But the scripture also says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and mm. you shall have the desires of your heart. And I clung to that as a single Christian woman. I want to be focused on God and yeah. I think that's the point when we are totally in love with Jesus everything will flow out of that and God knows where we are I mean I had a friend years ago who who said to me I'm going to move to London because there's just no men in my church and I was like wait a minute are you praying for a husband and she was like yes I was like well you're all right then because guess what God's everywhere Mm -hmm. and God knows where your husband is Mm -hmm. so God being God can make sure that your husband comes to where you are Mm -hmm. you don't need to move anywhere Mm -hmm. and I think there is that fear that we need to somehow help God out or take things into um, our own again, hands. Again, I think it goes back to this whole question of how do you practically apply this scripture to their everyday life and the realities of people's situations when they're lonely, when they're fearful that they're never going to meet anybody, when if they're a female, time is ticking, the biological clock is ticking and they're thinking that they want children. Um, if you know, you're know you a guy out there and you're just, yeah, just really feeling like the you want to wait but the world around you the love islands of the world with the sin and temptation around they're trying to hold out for god's promise but it's not it's not that easy all right it's just not that easy and i just go back no honestly i say i'm a single like i said i'm not um uh in a relationship and it is difficult to be in a place where you're thinking okay the lack of men in the church um is is real being able to go out to clubs isn't really there as a christian woman now in my mind the compromise becomes do i now look for someone that isn't a christian that is a good person so we go we we go back full circle we all want to live in scripture yeah i just feel like the area of being practical mm-hmm. in today's world, yeah. how realistic is it? We go back again, like I said, full circle to this moment of that's the choice yeah. that yeah. you have yeah, to make Yeah, absolutely. And everybody has to make that choice. And I think, you know, ultimately, I think now 
just knowing what it's mm. like to live as a Christian. And it's hard and there are battles that we face. But mm. if I wasn't married to a Christian, I can't even imagine how I would have coped with some situations because to pray together mm. and to intercede like we do for situations in our family, situations that just come up in life, yeah. if we weren't there to have each other's back and both be looking up to God because we do not have all the answers at all, we need him to lead us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think I would be in such a different place myself if my husband wasn't a believer. And I think that is an absolute fact because I would feel the pull to compromise every day in so many little ways yeah. and I think that's the ultimate thing it's not necessarily all these big things maybe on the big things there is respect and and whatever and and compromise maybe for the non-christian that yeah take the kids to church but ultimately behind that there is no conviction in their heart that this is going to change them or help them or or grow them they're not going to know that they need to know Jesus that he's come to save us yeah um, there's not going to be that that instilling in the children like there would be if you're both believing that and you're both like, we totally want our kids to be saved. Oh my gosh, we want them to know Jesus for themselves. And knowing that too is a choice that they have to make. Yep, it's not yep. something that they're just born into because we're Christians. It's for them themselves. So there's all of that going on as well. I just think it's so hard to be a Christian in today's world anyway. It is. That why would you want to have the person at your side mm. who doesn't even know who Jesus, Jesus is? is? I mean, yeah, I hear. You. I think that that's the that's the whole point, isn't it? Is that the the choice becomes, uh, and if we go back to the example that I used right at the start, um, you've got a Christian in church that has decided that actually, yeah, sex before marriage is actually okay, and then a non-Christian that yeah, it's a good person is really for it. That it goes back to you were saying that's the choice that 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 you have to make as a Christian, and like you said, in any relationship where you are uh, choosing to be yoked with someone that's a non-believer, it's your choice in that moment. Do you hold out if you're single? In those two exa in that example, do you hold out and pray and continue to pray that actually God will bring you the person that is the right person for you, and not to compromise. So it goes back to that whole thing that, the, that we talked about at the beginning is that don't uh, the challenge is to not compromise um, and in order to not compromise we have to pray that absolutely is it. It comes, it, it oh my gosh prayer. Um, at every point building your relationship with Jesus um, focusing on him rather than the situation that's equally really important um, and again we're it's challenging like we've proved just in this discussion that it's really, really challenging in this day and age. But actually, when you choose and you decide to follow Jesus, he said that it wasn't ever going to be easy. But what he, um, I'm going to use this word, demands and expects from us is to trust him in all things. And when we don't trust, we pray. Yes. That's what we got to do. Yes, totally. <laughs> That's totally. what we got to do. So what do we want people to remember? What do we want them to take away? I think we need to remember that love is a choice and yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't just be led by our feelings and our hearts because the world will say, go go with the flow, go be led by your heart yeah. and all of this. But actually, the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful mm. above all else. Mm. So we need to guard our hearts. And I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. That's so countercultural, actually. Yeah, massively. People don't 
guard their hearts. Absolutely. You know, if we're going to give our heart to someone, we want to make sure they're going to look after it. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I think that that thing around love is a choice. It's uh, it's only a choice if the choice isn't Jesus. If we're choosing outside of him, then it is. But if we just love and we love him wholeheartedly with all of our being yeah. in the difficult choices and the easy ones, in the areas where we want to compromise, he'll reveal everything that we need. Love is not a choice, guys. Just follow Jesus. What's takeaway number two? Uh, It's hard to be a Christian, Mm. okay? Because we do have all of these feelings. In the world, it's always an option to compromise. It's welcomed as the norm. Mm. So I think we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware that we're in a a current climate where people are like, just do what you want. Yeah, you can do it just and repent do later. do you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But that's, no. But that's what's becoming no, a normal thing. seriously. It's it's, like... that it's okay. You know, if you get it wrong, God will forgive you. You know, the devil has a really incredible way of making you believe, and I speak from full-on experience, make you believe that if you make that choice, don't worry, because God says he'll forgive you all the time. So you can go ahead and you can make it. And you, Oh, you can make that same mistake again. Oh, <laughs> Do it some more. That's really sad because I think that then shows a real naivety in our faith yeah. and we're not maturing then as believers. But it goes you back know? to what you were saying. It's, it goes back it's to just crazy. scripture being truth. Yeah. When you're able to compromise and allow the enemy to distort what that scripture is supposed to mean and then offer you, in the words of God himself, is that, yes, he will forgive us our sins. However, this expectation isn't that we just purposely go out and do no, it. No, exactly. So can repent again It's like later. Paul said, didn't he? You know, should I go on sinning then? Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't <laughs> keep putting Jesus on the cross. He's paid for it exactly. once and for oh, all. Guys. But we have to choose. We have to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, if we're saying we're Christians, point number three, we, we are called to actually live out scripture like we don't have a choice to go you know like we were saying before i'm going to just you know i'm going to agree with that bit but i I don't agree with that bit and if we love god then we will actually have a desire to obey his words exactly that's the key thing if we really love jesus we'll want to do what he says want to please him want to go deeper with him want him to reveal more to us and through us yeah I agree. And we can't do it on our own. We need God's help to do this. And I think that's ultimately what any of us need. Like I couldn't have navigated my own way through life to this point Same. without Jesus. Yeah, and in relationships, completely, as I've said, you know, it was a struggle for me too. I don't sit here going, oh, it's like this because I did it from day one and I've always obeyed God <laughs> and it's always been great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hello, no, because I'm a human being and temptation is as real to me as it is to you. Yeah. Like whoever's listening, I get that and I get what it's like to feel that pull. But what I will say is... As it says, on my wedding ring, on both of our wedding rings, God is faithful and he is. Amen. And do it through prayer. Point number four, always, always pray. Just, yeah, if you're unsure, are you making the right decision? Have you chosen the right person? Uh, Is this business relationship the one? Is this friendship the one? And, you know, when we say pray, you know, don't pray and then just, ex- like you said, expect some rainbow to appear. Oh. God will confirm your prayers 
<laughs> Please don't. a witness or a number of witnesses yeah exactly he's not gonna just yeah send a little parcel wrapped up like the bow and doorman on you know postman on not the door and say here you go here's your answer from god he will always send it through witnesses so your confirmation will come through others um and through trusted others not yeah some randoms and I also think it's good when other people are prepared to speak truth to you yeah. and say, wait a minute, hold on, what's mm. going on here? That is actually a true friend because yeah. if they're yeah. prepared to challenge you on it because they want you to have God's best, that's real love, isn't it? And that's yeah. the love yeah. that God has for us. He wants the best for us. If you surround yourself with believers, um, pray that they are the right ones. Absolutely. You're more likely then to want to do what, god wants you to do and to get it right you've got the right counsel around, around you, you and i think that's it isn't it um so takeaways one love is a choice not a feeling feelings are deceiving especially in today's world being a christian is hard especially with feelings especially in a world in which we love um and where compromise is all around us um and really is welcomed as the norm not even an option anymore it's just normal to compromise um and point number three as believers of christ we have to live out scripture we're called to love god and obey his word and like you said we should want to do that it shouldn't even be yeah we're called to do it but we should want to do it as christians come on it's the whole point it's <laughs> Thing. He wants well, to bless us, like he wants to time. give us good things. Exactly. So we have to. So we've got to remember. It's not like oh, he's being a spoil sport. Exactly. No, he wants us to have the best. And I think that some because sometimes people can read this scripture and think yes. that I was being a bit of a yes. spoil sport. Oh, this is another thing that I have to. Yeah, and to. that's that's no, not it. This is about him wanting you to have the most for your life. Absolutely, based on the purpose and the promise that he has for yeah, your life. Exactly. Um, so pray into it. If you're unsure, just pray. Yes. Pray, seek counsel from your trusted friend group, from your church that you feel, yes, they're rooted in scripture, rooted uh, in walking, talking. Um, living, living it out, living you it know, out. true yeah, disciple. Just, yeah, um, I think they're the, the most important things. But I think just finally, as we maybe wrap up, is that, is love a choice? I guess that was the question at the beginning. And I think regardless of what our views or our point of views are, that we what we both agree on is that um, it is a choice and it's a choice that we have to make. But the choice should always be Jesus, always. Um, and that's the beauty of who he is, is that by loving him with all of your being, he will bring you the right people. <laughs> You have to make Amen. the choice to wait. If you're single, wait it out. Yeah. Waiting it out. Um, but yeah, love is a choice. Uh, and it's a choice that each of us have to make for ourselves. Um, so as we say, always here, our conversations are seasoned with salt. However, um, it's uh, our opinions. And yep. nothing that we say here is gospel except for scripture. Scripture. Come on. Scripture is Come on. 100%. This has been fun. It's been so much fun. Let's do it again in a fortnight. <laughs> Let's do it again in a fortnight. How can they join the conversation, Elisa? Wow, well, you can join the conversation by emailing us at Let's Talk 
uh, at cbneurope.com. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube at CBN Europe. Um, And uh, yeah, pop your comments in in any of the sections. You can DM us there. Um, But yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. It is a yeah we went in there we've gone right in there <laughs> right in way. there right and in this there. is a flavor of what you can expect expect yeah yeah we're, uh, we're definitely going to challenge each other challenge Absolutely. you but um yeah let us know let's talk at cbneurope.com we shall catch you in a fortnight Ooh, see you soon bye bye you've been listening to seasoned with salt a podcast from cbn europe you can continue the discussion at let's talk at cbneurope.com we'll be back in a fortnight with another conversation seasoned with salt